doing well after his near-fatal plane accident coming back from a football game last Saturday. Bill DeCosta, supervising field engineer for Mutual, and Lou Jurgensen at the controls of the engineering department. And down in Philadelphia, on the controls, at that end were Frank Path, Dell Dengate, and Alan Smith. Our sincere appreciation to all those people for making it so easy for Al Helfer, yours truly, Mel Allen, and the man whose voice you will hear over the first four and a half innings today do such an easy job. I'm talking about a fellow who celebrated his 32nd birthday yesterday, and he was just a little superstitious because the game wound up three and two. But uh, Gene, anytime three and two make 32, well, that's something I have to learn. I always thought they made five. Gene Kelly. Thank you, Mel. And, of course, you'll note that the and the Phils are wearing number 19. Of course, one game has and the nine-inning regulation distance games. It is interesting as well to point out that no one team has scored more than one run in any one inning, compositely speaking, of the games played. And we had one ten-inning affray. The first inning has been scoreless. And uh, that is all. The Phillies have been held scoreless in the first four innings of the first three games, and the Yankees have posted uh, singletons in the second, third, and fourth, while the Phillies have had a tendency to score late. But the Yankees a little bit later to the tune of uh, enjoy yourself, Phillies. It's later than you think. For their late rallies in the last two games have won out for them. DiMaggio's home run in the second game at Shy Park in Philadelphia, and, of course, yesterday uh, in the ninth inning. Jerry Coleman, now the hitting star. The two Massachusetts citizens involved in this World Series classic, Eddie Wakus, is about to step in to face the left-hander Whitey Ford. The field scouts, George Earnshaw and Jack Sanford. Earnshaw, of course, the former athletic grade and Sanford Toronto manager, have had nothing but high regard for this chunky southpaw who faced the Phils first in spring training. He had heard his on that. He set for the first pitch. Here it comes. And it's low outside, ball one. Wakus had lunged to his own right that time as if to pump a bunt down the third baseline or drag. In the series, Eddie is hitting 250. Three hits and 12 trips. One a double. The pitch, outside and low, ball two. Both Ford and his opponent, Miller, are very confident youngsters. And I believe uh, you heard Mel say the other day that uh, Ford asked Dizzy Dean, is that the kind of uh, play they have in the National League? 2-0 oh pitch. Strike one call. Sentimental favorites. 
if not a predominant actual and a logical favorite. For they are now three down, and no club has ever come from behind to this extent to win out in a World Series. The closest, of course, the Giants two down in 1921, and earlier, before the Roaring Twenties, the Pittsburgh Pirates, who were down 3-1. Man on first, Eddie Wakus with a walk. The batter is Richie Ashburn, batting left-handed. He swings, and there's a blooper to short left field, but Woodling plays him shallow, comes in, and makes the play. Fortunately, that time, the defense was alert to the fact that Ashburn is a straightaway hitter who sprays hits, and he was very, very shallow in left field to make the put-out. One down. Put-out goes to the left fielder. Ashburn swinging on the first pitch. And the batter now is Willie Puddenhead Jones. In the three previous games, the third baseman of the Bills is two for ten. Hitting at even 200. Batting right-handed. Wakers leading off first. Young Ford in the stretch. Delivers. Low. Ball one. A curve that was aimed right toward the middle of the strike zone but broke below the knees. One and oh. Infield in double play depth. Rizzuto leading the march on the end of the fence. Ford ready. Throws. Strike one call. His hook was very similar to the one that he had tossed to Jones in his initial pitch. But this one was aimed just above the knees. One ball, one strike, one down, one on. Top of the first, no score. The Phillies batting in the fourth game of the World Series against the world champion, New York Yankees. The left-handed pitches, Jones swings as the ball hits toward the right field corner. It is in there and bounces into the stands for a ground rule double. Wakens is held at third and Jones is at second. ball was some 30 feet just inside the right field pole line, which is 296 feet from home plate. And the ground rule here at the stadium, where the fences are very low, especially in dead right and dead left, is that if it bounces in, it's automatically a ground rule double. You don't uh, take any extra bases if you are the runner at the time. At the uh, hitter gets his double, so that Wakers is now at third, and Jones is on at second. Jones is first extra base hit of the series. And a sixth fills double. The batter is Del Ennis, who picked up his first World Series hit yesterday. The full windup by the left-handed Ford. High and wide on the curve ball to the right-handed batter. Ball one. On third, Wakers. On second, Willie Jones. So base on balls has proven extremely detrimental to pitchers on both sides in this series. One ball, no strikes. The pitch to Ennis. Wide and high. Ball two. He is pitching extremely carefully to uh, Ennis. For uh, Dell is the long ball hitter on this ball club. Lefty Joe Ostrowski. He's the spectacle professor of the Yankee Relief Corps, acquired from the St. Louis Browns at mid-year, has begun warming up for the Yankees in their alley and right field. Two and nothing pitch. He throws. Wide. Ball three. This is the earliest real threat at the Phil's half stage. On the first day, uh, they were sit down in order. On the second day, Ashburn had a double with one away. Strike one called. Three and one. That was right down the middle. Runners at second and third, top of the first inning. The police determined not to be blanked in the series are off and running against the star rookie of the Yankee Mound Corps, Whitey Ford. The infield is orthodox. 
The outfield is pushed toward the left and fairly deep. 3-1 pitch. Swings a high jumping ground ball. A play to the plate. He is out. Third to catcher. Brown to Berra. A jumping ground ball that was just inside the line at third base. And uh, Doc Bob Brown, who has had tremendous series for the past two years. Immediately got rid of it, and on a perfect peg, and a good body block to the plate by Vera, retired him. There was no chance for the double play, of course, with first base open, and runners on at uh, second and third. That's the second out. And again, a filled chance at the plate is rubbed out, with the compactly built uh, Vera making sure that it had the runner. The uh, runner at third, Wakeus is off with the crack of the bat, but he was a dead pitcher. Short, third to catch it. On the field of choice, Ennis at first, Jones at second, the batter Dick Sisler, left-handed swinger. Strike one, call. Cross by a fastball, making the outside corner just above the knees. Two gone. Jones at second. Ennis at first. Alert Yankee fielding. They have not committed an error as yet in the series. Pitching a swing. The umpire's uh, mask, and uh, it ripped the mask loose. The uh, portion of the strap, which commences at the board and goes to the nape of the neck, tears itself loose for umpire Charlie Berry. In his time, quite a competitor. Competitor. And a former catcher in the American League, as well as a great football player in college. And again, Mel, we say uh, Phillipsburg, New Jersey, is proud of this participant in the World Series. I note now that Terry uh, has a brand-new mask, it didn't take any time at all for the Yankee Bat Boy to replace it for him. The count is nothing and two on Dick Sisler. One hit in 13 trips in the World Series. He singled home a run yesterday. Ford in the stretch. Kicks, delivers. Too close on the curveball, backing him away. Ball one. One ball, two strikes. Jones at second, Ennis at first. Game began when Wakus drew a pass. Ashburn with a hit run on. Slide to short left. And Jones doubled. Ground rule style. The ball bouncing into the right field stand. One and two. Take three. Ball out. A touch ball that caught the outside corner. And Sister again goes down on strike for Dick's fifth strikeout in the World Series. He has the dubious distinction of leading the pack in that department. No runs. A double by Jones, a walk thrown in. No Yankee errors, two fills left. At the end of the first half of the first, nothing to nothing. The Phillies at New York. Men who use the Gillette Super Speed Razor shave quicker and far more enjoyably than ever. For mighty good reasons. The Gillette Super Speed Razor changes blades instantly, cleans instantly, and never jams or clogs. There's nothing to take apart or put together. Twist, the razor opens, zip, it's loaded, twist again, and you're ready to shave. You save time, save fuss, and get the slickest shaves of your life. Also, Gillette's double edges save you money. Men for the best-looking, most refreshing shaves you ever enjoyed, plus convenience and economy that can't be matched, get the Gillette Super Speed Razor. It comes in a handsome, serviceable styrene case and includes a handy dispenser loaded with 10 factory-sharp Gillette Blue Blades. And listen to this. You get the complete set, an actual $1.75 annual for only a dollar. Ask for yours at your favorite store. Ready to go on the Yankee half of the first inning. Bob Miller. A 
Miller has had a, a, a peculiar ailment. He had scarlet fever as a youngster. And uh, his uh, perspiration glands never worked correctly in his hands. He had to wet his hands under the water cooler before each game to make sure that the combination of water and rosin give him the proper glue to hold on to that ball. One of the oddities of baseball. He leans forward in the old Disney style. He's a rangy right-hander. Faces Gene Woodling. Delivers. And it's strike one call. A fastball. The Bills had a great threat rolling in the first. But Ford forced Ennis to bounce to third, and Brown whipped him out of the plate. They're guarding. No ball, one strike count to Woodling. Gene hitting at 400 in the series. Low and away, ball one. Miller has a sinker pitch, which dips down and slightly away from a left-handed batter. It can be compared uh, favorably to a screwball, though this ball is thrown more naturally. It is at the end of a singer dip. It's the old-fashioned end shoot that your youngsters used to have on the sandlot. One and one. Swinging. A ground ball right behind the mound. Over for Joliet. Boots it, and the runner is safe, but it may go as an infield hit.
the uh, court, which creates the screen for the uh, balls back on, is very shallow and right before our microphone. Constanti warming up for the Phillies. So that Sawyer apparently is prepared to go early with his great not only relief right-hander, but the fellow that proved that he could start and do well, though he lost to Rashi on the opening day, one to nothing. Full count to Phil Rizzuto. The runner breaks. Phil swings the ground ball deep to third. Only one play, first base. So high, but in time. That ball almost got away from Eddie Wakus. Jones cut it loose, sidearm, and it blew up. But Wakus, dancing master, kept his foot on the bag for the put-out. The runner was off with a pitch, and Woodling moves to second base. He represents, of course, a potential unearned run. That play went third to first, one down. Now Yogi Berra. Yogi's had difficulty hitting in this series, but his defensive work and handling of the pitchers has been great, top-notch. He has one hit in 11 trips in the three games, batting left-handed. Swing, a shot, single toward right field. Here is Woodling, rounding third, heading for the plate. The throw comes in from Ennis. It is not in time. He's safe. The Yankees lead one to nothing. And now this series has witnessed runs scored in every inning by one team or the other. Vera held it first. Wake is safe. A cutoff to the right of the plate as Dennis's throw came in well. But Woodling was off with a crack of the bat and fast runner that he is slid in safely well ahead of the throw. So Vera gets an RBI. First of the series. A sharp single, which get it on the turf just once and rolls sharply to right. Now, for the time being, that run is unearned, but it must await the remainder of the, of the inning. That's the second run that Woodling has scored in the series. There haven't been very many uh, fellows score more than one. Here's DiMaggio, who has played tremendously afield. And, of course, his home run won the second game. Miller's curve is low and outside. So the Yankee Clipper for ball one. In this series, Joe is hitting an even 200. Two for ten. A Texas League single and the big home run the other day. One ball, no strikes. Quick throw to first. Sarah is back. Yogi is not what uh, might be called a speed merchant on the pants. But once he gets a start, he can uh, really go down. Way wide, a wild pitch getting away from Semnick, moving to second base, Terra, rounding second, heading to third, Semnick has the ball, no play, he's in there with a two-base wild pitch. He uh, was about to go into a slide, and uh, when he saw that Semnick had no chance for what would have amounted to a tremendous throw, he was way back to the base of the screen behind the plate, he kept standing up on his own two feet. Of course, is 2 0. The pitch was way wide of the plate in the dirt, and the Yankees are now set up well for their second run. A two base wild pitch. That is the first wild pitch of the World Series. So now that Miller is in real hot water early in the game a situation that uh, hasn't been faced before. Possibly of two runs in one inning. Pitching DiMaggio. Low ball three. Youngster's having trouble. And, uh, of course, uh, the spark was ignited 
by the error committed by Goliath. The right side of the infield is shallow on DiMaggio. The left side, deep. Serra takes pretty good lead off third base. One away. One run in. And Miller calls time for the moment. And Joe steps out. Now the big windup by the big right-hander. He throws. Direct one call. Now he bent that one three-and-nothing pitch, which shows that he has pretty good confidence that his curveball will get in there when he wants it to get in there, particularly on three-and-nothing. So it is three-and-one. Winding, he pitches. A swing, and a line drive to right field. In there for a base hit, maybe more. Here comes Sarah. He scores. DiMaggio rounds first, goes to second. Here comes the throw. Not in time, a double.
the situation is DiMaggio at second with a right field double. Two runs in for the Yankees. One man out. And the batter, John Mize, batting left-handed. Constanti's outside screwball is ball one. Throwing to the left-handed batter. Constanti now has pitched eight and one-third innings in the World Series, allowing four hits and one earned run. He has walked four. One and oh. Low inside to the strapping left-handed hitter. Ball two. Johnny has but one hit in the World Series. Average actually 0-8-3. One for 12. Two balls, no strikes. Constanti, slow stretch, checks to Maggio, comes to the plate. Strike one call. The curveball. Jim very rarely calls his uh, pitcher curve. It's the Constanti version of the slider. Two and one. The pitch, the swing, a sharp foul to the lower deck and right. About as well as Mize has tagged a ball in uh, this series. His fit for the home run yesterday was a very high fly with a lot of uppercut on it. This one was thrown around the chest or toward the eyes, as the batters will tell you. And he wasted no time in bringing that bat around. It evens the count of two and two on Johnny Mize. On deck is Doc Bob Brown, one of the series heroes thus far. The pitch, a fly ball, hits deep toward right and way upstairs. Uh, tested the downstairs area. This time he hit under the ball upstairs and that ball was hit far and away but foul by some 35 to 40 feet. Two and two. Two ball in play. He pitches the swing. A ground ball to Goliath. Up with it. Over to first. In time. Goliath made sure he gripped that ball. He put his left knee behind it and then took his time to throw Mize out. DiMaggio moving to third on the play. That's the second out. Now the run must go as unearned. For Mize's ground ball would have represented out number three. So no matter what happens now, anything that scores is unearned. Beyond the one run. Two to nothing. Here is Bob Brown. There's a screwball pitched away to the left-handed swinging third baseman. Ball one. Gillette's cavalcade of sports. A Yankee two to nothing lead in the first inning. The Phils had a threat going, and they wasted no time to the Yankees in derricking Bob Miller. The full windup by Constanti. Swings on the pitch. A grounder through the box. Up with it. Goliath. Throw to first. In time. Side retired. Second to first to play. Yankee first inning. Two runs. One earned. Two hits, a single by Berra, a double by DiMaggio, an error by Goliath, and one man, Joe DiMaggio, left on. First inning score from Yankee Stadium in New York. The Yankees two, the Phillies nothing. We pause 10 seconds for station identification. This is the Mutual Broadcasting System. in uh, real tears as he plumped in front of his locker in the visitor's dressing room after yesterday's ball game. And yet with it all, when Hamner had committed his error on Brown's ground ball with the bases loaded in that eighth inning, the pepper pot filled shortstop, 23 years of age, from Richmond, Virginia, doubled to deep left 
center field. It was only a great play for the second straight day by DiMaggio that prevented Hamner from going further and possibly saving the ball game for the Phils were set down despite the leadoff double without a run in the ninth inning. So though his error stands out in bold relief, Hamner brings a tremendous batting average into this ball game. He is hitting at 500 even. Five hits and ten trips, including a pair of doubles and a triple. He's batting right-handed against Ford. The left-hander throws. Hamner takes close at the toes. Ball one. Medium curve ball. One ball, no strikes. Nobody on, nobody out. Top of the second. Yankees two, the Phillies nothing. So now uh, teams have scored in every inning in the series. The pitch, the swing, a ground ball, zip to Rizzuto. He moves to his right, up with it. Throw to first in time. Nice play by the scooter. Rizzuto, because he is such a... must teach himself a jump on the ball. Because he is such a... must teach himself a jump on the ball. And as soon as that ball leaves the bat, he has a sixth sense as to where it's going to depart. Play went short to first, one down. Now Andy Semenik, the catcher. Two for seven. 286 batting average in the series. Batting right-handed. Strike one call. Left-handed came down with a tight-fisted pitch. One down. Nobody on. Nothing in one count. Top of the second. Mighty Ford delivers. Semenik half-swings but takes low inside. Ball one. The two-base wild pitch was one of the key plays in the uh, first inning for New York. But, of course, that's chargeable to the pitcher. The error set everything up. One ball. One strike. And the wind-up. Four pitches. Dominic takes close. Right at his belt line. Inside. Ball two. Two and one. Studies well. Into the big motion. Delivers. Dominic swings. Sends a high twisting foul. It's going out of play. For the upper deck along the first baseline. Just misses and falls down. It's deceptive here as to uh, where these foul balls are going to land. Uh, for the third deck, juts out, as we told you yesterday. And the second deck is moved back. And it appears as though the upstairs patrons are going to get themselves a chance for a fourth-game World Series souvenir. And then frustration. Downstairs she goes. Two and Two and two. Ford now apparently settling down after a bad start. First inning, though he held, the visitors scoreless. Yankees leading two to nothing. Ready to pitch? He does. Outside for ball three. A curve that missed the mark. Below the knees and too far outside. Full count. That is the rookie's second full count. He walked Wakus in the first inning, you recall. The swing runs out. He's in the motion. He pitches. Semenik swings. An arching foul over the roof. Caught it. Downstairs again. Still three and two. First base side. Score two to nothing Yankees. That's the first time either team has scored more than one tally in any one frame. The sun now coming out more brilliantly. It's a bit more mild today than it was yesterday. Perhaps the best World Series weather. The full count again. Ford throws. Seminick swings. And another foul. This is what Sawyer refers to 
as the batter giving the pitcher a battle. He may not be able to land full wood on the ball, but he gets just enough to spoil the good ones. And, of course, it means that much more strength taken out of the pitcher's arm. He's got to work harder, concentrate harder. Borsemenik has an odd stance, wide open, poised toward the left, but he hits the ball well to right. I notice that Bauer's playing him pretty straight away out there. Three and two, swinging a foul. Downstairs again, this one zips down a line, into the stand, along the first baseline. Well, they're getting uh, plenty of activity today, especially the customers in the box seats in short right field. Ball in play by umpire Berry to the pitcher of Whitey 21-year-old left-hander. He's in the pumping motion. He kicks, he delivers. Dominic swings and uh, gets a lazy foul. Clubbed off the handle behind the plate. Mera tosses over to umpire Berry, who looks it over, decides it's not good for full use, and throws it out of play, pretending a new one to Ford. Scoring Yankees two, at least nothing. A slow start. We're in the top of the second inning with one fill down. Hamner grounding out to Rizzuto at short. And Semenik in a foul-off marathon right now. Three and two again. Time falls. Many times a pitcher will go into what is actually a balk motion, but since there are nobody, uh, there's nobody on at the time, they'll never call it naturally. Three and two. The big pitch. The swing, another foul. back on the screen to the right of our Gillette microphone. Three ball, two strike count to Andy Semenik. Semenik can pull the ball a long way. Ready for the pitch again. Four throws. Semenik swings a chopping ground ball on two hops taken by Rizzuto. Go to first in plenty of time by 30 feet. Two down, short to first, or is it all the busy B in this frame? Now, Goliath. There has been a lot of talk and second-guessing today as to whether Goliath should have been taken out of the game yesterday. You remember that Bloodworth had two chances in the tenth, ninth inning. Felt that perhaps Goliath Younger might have fielded both pitches. Here he is again to start today, and he takes strike one call to curve. Thrown by the left-handed Whitey Ford. In a series, Goliath is two for ten. Pair of singles are undriven in or unscored. Batting 200. And a right-handed swinger. Nothing in one pitch. Swing and a missing in one pitch. Swing and a missing in one pitch. Swing and a missing in one pitch. Two. With the old-fashioned hook. A ball two-strike count. Ford perhaps getting 21 year old butterflies uh, settle down now. Looks like a canny veteran on the mound. Facing Goliath. He's in the motion. Throws. Goliath swings and gets a foul. Lazy along the third base side of the diamond. Behind uh, Sawyer coaching at third. Counterpart at first, Dusty Cook. An erstwhile Yankee. The series replete with Yankee tradition. Sawyer brought up in their school. Cook a former Yankee himself. Nothing in two. Ready to pitch. The swing, a long fly ball, lifted toward left, but Woodling has the room. Camps under, waits, and squeezes for the third out. Goliath flies to left. Three up, three down for the Phillies in the top of the second. No runs, no hits, no errors, none left. One and a half innings. The Yankees two, the Phillies nothing. Watching the game with us here in the broadcasting booth is my good friend Kurt Simmons. 
Marcella Southpaw of the Philadelphia Phillies, who sold to the hilt on Gillette's blue play. Kurt, tell the folks why that is. Well, fans, it's because they're the sweetest shaving blades I know about, and I've tried a lot of different kinds. Have you used Gillette's improved dispenser, Kurt, the latest one with a used blade compartment? Yes, it's a great convenience and saves a lot of bother. Men, see for yourself how much easier shaving and longer-lasting Gillette blue blades really are. Ask for them in the improved Gillette dispenser that deals them out unwrapped and solves the used blade problem as well. You pay nothing extra for the dispenser, just the regular price of the blades alone. Look sharp. Feel sharp. Be sharp. Use Gillette blue blades for the sharpest edges ever honed. Kurt? Kurt, we're happy to have you with us uh, during the season. And, of course, uh, sorry to lose you to the Army, but uh, Uncle Sam calls. Stick around for a moment, fella, and uh, we'd like to talk things over with you. Here's Hank Power, and the pitch clock in Sandy is low outside. I know uh, you may not be enjoying it because the fields are behind, but I know you're happy to be here for the 10-day leave, right? I'd be glad to be here, Gene. Yeah. A lot of luck to you, uh, Kurt, and uh, all the good fortune in the world with the 28th Division. Thank you, Gene. Hank Bauer now, one and I think in Stanley pitches. Hank swings a very high pop going to the shortstop side. Hamner jogging in under, catches it. Bauer pops out to shortstop. Now Jerry Coleman with one down. Hitting hero of the World Series thus far. Cutting right-handed, choke grip. Cincinnati throws. Coleman takes strike one call. Overhand curveball. Coleman came around as if to bluff a bunt that time, but checked it. Nothing in one. One down, last of the second. Score Yankees two for these nothing. Big Cincinnati delivers. Coleman swings. A long fly ball. Hit crisply and deep to left. Sister moving back, 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 under. Grabs it. Right at the base of the screen. 380 feet away from home plate. He was on the clay turf that warns the outfielders, fella, here comes the fence. So Coleman is surprising everyone with his uh, long ball hitting. Remember, he fooled uh, the left fielder Mayo and center fielder Ashburn with a game-winning single yesterday. Two down, Eddie Ford, left-handed batter, pitcher, strike one call, down-breaking curveball. In the season, the white-haired youngster... 194, seven hits and 36 trips. Nothing in one. Swings and misses. Strike two. He was brought up on the Long Island City Sandlot in the borough of Queens, New York. Ford. Nothing in two. A foul. Uh, third base box seat. Out of play. Two down. Last of the second. Yankees get off to a two-run margin in the very first inning. When it appeared as though the Phillies were going to dig in first, but Ford was the master with a good defense. Nothing can do pitch. Constanti throws high and wide to the chunky southpaw. Ball one. One and two. Two gone. Constanti in a virtual second start. He came on with one out in the first inning to uh, relieve young Miller. Pitch way high and wide. Ball two. Two and two. Constanti. Spartan for condition. He uh, runs every chance he gets. Two and two. 
Strike three calls. The ball blew up like a grapefruit came down like a pea in a pod for strike three calls. First strikeout in the game by either of the two filled pitchers. So, in the second inning, Yankee retirement, one, two, three. No runs, no hits, no errors, none left on. Two innings, the Yankees two, the Phillies nothing. The uh, fact that the Phillies, and incidentally, old Pete, Grover Cleveland Alexander, who hurled them to their first National League championship in 1915, was here yesterday. He's not very well, but they say in the uh, press box that he was still sharp enough to know what was going on. Anyway, these Phillies are the sentimental favorites. And uh, everybody is hoping that even if they don't win the World Series, and they certainly are deep down now, uh, they... Would like to see the uh, visiting National League club stretch it. This hand is for Constanti. Boy, I bet you, even though you lose, it's a great feeling to know that the fans are appreciative of your efforts. And certainly, Big Jim Constanti has written new marks in the record books. He bats right-handed. Ford's fastball is fouled off by Jim to the base of the screen behind the plate. Strike one. Miller, of course, never did get to the plate. In the series, Constanti got to the plate two times. First day, over two. Ball one. A curve that was just a wee bit high. Right-handed batter. One ball, one strike. Ford waits little time between pitches. In the motion now. He throws. Swing and a miss. Strike two. High fastball. Two to nothing. Yankees leading. Top of the third now. After a slow beginning in the first inning and a half. She's rolling along now. Sun comes out brilliantly. Almost perfect baseball weather. One and two pitch. Wide and high. Ball two. Now let's check the win for the moment. Very important for the long ball. Though uh, Coleman hits deep to left. It is blowing in decidedly from left field right now. Across the infield necessarily favoring anybody, including a right field hitter. Two and two pitch. A ground ball hit slowly to second. Coleman up with it over the first in time. Constanti bounces out, second to first. One down. Eddie Waitkus. First fill base runner today. He drew a walk when Ford lost the mark for a while and passed him on a 3-2 count. Eddie uh, eventually moved around a third on Jones's double. And pitching to Ennis, Dell uh, forced to field his choice at the plate. Ball one, wide. Ford now, while missing occasionally, is very, very close. He uh, missed by a scant inch on the corner. 1-0. He throws. Wake of swings. A zipper to center field. Base hit. Several hops fielded by DiMaggio. Return to relay man. Second baseman Coleman. Single to center for Eddie Waitkus. His fourth World Series hit. A man on, one down. The big inning now, of course, is going to be necessary for the underdogs today. Uh, they have only been able to get one at a time. Matter of fact, three in three games and 28 innings. Yankees, of course, have now scored eight runs. 28 previous innings, uh, exclusive of this game. Ashburn, the batter, fly to left in the first. Over one. Wide and high on the curveball. Ball one. One down, one on. One ball, no strike, and number one, the batter. 
you might say the aces are high on the Gillette scoreboard right now. The pitch inside. Fastball. Ball two. Two and oh. Outfield on Ashburn. Uh, pushed in and toward the left. Straight away. Slap hitter. Infield playing up as if they would be looking for the double play, which they are anyway, but they play him that way anyway when there's nobody on. Fast runner. Two nothing pitch. Swings and gets a foul. Just above our heads, behind the plate. Two and one. The vantage point for Mel, Al, and myself is right smack dab behind the platter. The field is in front of us. And we can see the fancy hooks of that ball as it fits in there to the opposing batters from the pitchers, Ford and Alconstati. Ford in the stretch, two and one. Pitching, another foul, lost his third base side, giving it a try, Doc Brown, no avail. Into the stands, to our left. Two and two. Wait just at first base. While not an exceptionally speedy base runner, a smart one. He lifts his knees high as in setting up exercise, physical training. Digs well, runs off his toes. Two and two. Put, put, Ashburn. Waiting for the pitch. Thrown by Ford. A swing and a miss. He struck him out on a roundhouse curve. Well, that's one of the first things a kid will pick up on a sandlot, and I imagine that was one of Ford's pet deliveries when he was operating in the uh, baseball alliance in the borough of Queens in New York. He really fanned him. He really fanned him. So that Ashburn, who struck out three times yesterday, now is fanned for the fourth time. He and Sister were tied until Dick struck out in the first. Two down and the batter Jones, who doubled into the stands in right field. First inning. Strike one call. Caught the corner for the right-handed batter. strikeouts now for Whitey Ford of Irish Swedish ancestry air just as light as white gold nothing in one checking it first coming to the plate inside of the toes on a curve ball one one ball one strike two gone for the Phillies top of the third Yankees leading two to nothing Two runs, two hits. Phillies, no runs, two hits. Set for the 1-1 delivery. Swinging a ground ball to the left of short. Rizzuto up to play at second for the force in time. Rizzuto to Coleman to retire the Phillies in the top of the third inning. Force out play goes short to second. Wakus retired. Third inning for the Phillies. No runs. A single to center by Wakus. No errors by the Yankees. One man left. Two and a half innings. The Yankees, two. The Phillies, nothing. Kurt Simmons of the Philadelphia Phillies meant every word. Shaving can be. Now, when buying Gillette Blue Blades, ask for them in the improved Gillette dispenser. This handy magazine deals them out unwrapped, ready for use, and has a built-in compartment for the safe, permanent disposal of used blades. You get 20 blades... 40 shaving edges for 98 cents. 10 blades for 49 cents. Remember, look sharp, feel sharp, be sharp. 
Use Gillette Blue Blaze with the sharpest edges ever honed. Last of the third, New York batting, Woodling, leadoff man. Takes the inside curve for strike one. Gene drew the life on Goliath's bubble in the first and scored the first of the two Yankee runs. in the first and scored the first of the two Yankee runs. Constanti Wines delivers. Gene swings as a lazy fly to short left center. Ashburn calling for it. Hunter it and makes the grab for the put out. One down. Fly ball to center. Phil Rosetto. My hazard this Yankee defense. Displayed itself. The Phils, of course, are known to have just about best infield in the National League. No flies on the Yankee defense either. Pitch, scooter, strike one called, inside curve. One thing about Constanti, he uses a small strike zone, and brother, he's got one up there right now in scooter. Nothing in one. An attempted bunt, ticked foul behind the plate. You see, his limbs are so short that even when he moves the hand up to try to dump a bunt to the left, or a bleed one to the right, uh, he catches the defense completely off guard, invariably. Nothing in two. Jones now moves back, feeling that the bunt is off. With a nothing two count on Phil. Constanti pitches Rosito. Swing. Ground ball toward the hole. Nice scoop by Jones. Throw to first. In time by a side. Two men out. Good play by Jones. He went toward the base hit hole between third and short and made a glove hand spear the ball and uh, racing up to the left of the mound, whipped over to first to get the fast run of Rizzuto. Two gone. Vera with a single and an RBI. Strike one on an attempted punt. And the crowd is kind of chuckling because they don't look for uh, Yogi <laughs> to try to drag that ball for a punt, I'll tell you. He doesn't run too fast either, you know, but uh, might have a good strategy. The pitch is high and wide, and uh, Jones, of course, uh, not taking any chances, moved in uh, on second pitch. One-on-one. Of course, he's got short limbs, too. He's talking about Rizzuto. Here's Barrow. One-on-one pitch. That swing and a foul. Jones going to give it a try, but can't get it. Into the stand. Box seats left side. points out that Barra, just like a lot of other catches and ponderously built fellas, have to uh, get good starts. But once they get plowing, they're like those fullbacks will be crashing through today. A lot of good iron. One and two pitch. Ground ball. Hit to the right of second. Up with it. Goliad over to first. In time on a good scoop by Wakeman. Called out by Conlon. And now I noticed that uh, Conlon had to use his left arm to call him out today because uh, he was bruised, you know, on the opening day. Barra bounces out. Second and first. Side retired. In order for the second straight inning, Constanti now pitching wonderful relief ball. Now his club trails two to nothing. No runs, no hits, no errors, none left on. Three inning totals. The Yankees two runs, two hits, no errors, and one left on. For the Phillies, no runs, two hits, a big juicy boot, and three men left on. The late scout O'Rourke. Uh, once worked for the Detroit Tigers as well as the Yankees. 
made a statement to me one time. We were watching a ball game in the uh, upper New York State League where a lot of collegians like uh, Hank Ferroi and many others have come on to the big time. He said, uh, in a tight ball game, you look up at the sky and you say, please, let us have a juicy boost. And uh, the one big bobble in the game, of course, has uh, undoubtedly aided the Yankee cause. But they've played well. They've backed up forward with a tight defense. And the Phils now not only have to come from behind, three games down, but must stage a big inning. For the Bombers, when spotted a couple of runs, are tough to catch. And when you start hitting against them, they start digging into the toes, too. Now the uh, top of the fourth inning. Dell Ennis, who grounded into a third to the plate, fielder's choice, to retire Wakers, who was a third at the time in the first inning. 0 for 1. Dell has one World Series hit, a double. Batting right-handed. Ford's fastball takes off too high and wide to the right-handed batter. Ball 1. Mighty Ford. Third baseman Brown, not too deep. Rizzuto deep to the shortstop hole. Outfield to the left. One or nothing pitch. Swing. Fly ball. Golf toward right, but going into the stands in foul territory. uses this moment to uh, work on the ball a little bit. They called Dell the big blacksmith. He hasn't produced too much power, although he certainly sent DiMaggio back at Shy Park for a 400-foot cloud when Joe hauled it in. 101. A swing and a miss. A change-up curve that was a beauty. Thrown tight to the big right-handed batter. Strike two. Yankees leading two to nothing, top of the fourth. First man up. Slow hit, ball on third baseline. And it stays there. That ball uh, was teasing Bobby Brown, the third baseman, and it said, uh, I got great big eyes, Bobby. I don't know whether I want to go to the left or stay inside this white line. plays in the game and in the series. Sister of the battle, there's a left-handed throw to first by Ford. No tag by Mize. And it's back in plenty of time. Swing, fly ball, very deep to right. Moving in under the ball. Hank Bauer pausing and holds it down. One away. The crowd roared for the moment as Sister uppercut the ball. And Bauer backed away, but then uh, he got the beat on it moved in fast for the put-out. One down. Johnny Hamner. 0 for 1. Ground ball to Rizzuto the shortstop and then the put-out in the second inning. Right-handed swinger. He's leading uh, extra base producer in this series. Curve misses outside. Low ball one. Ford pitching with tremendous poise for a fellow uh, who's about to celebrate his 22nd birthday, 21st of this month. No strikes to Hamner. Pitching. Swing and miss. Got the fastball in there high. I think one of the big reasons that Hamner has not been scouted too well, in other words, they didn't look for him to hit the long ball often, is the fact that he is an inveterate bad ball hitter. A lot of his hits this season were 
of uh, what would have been uh, ball as called by the umpire. One one. Stretch by Ford. The check at first. Comes to the plate. Too low. Ball two. Two and one. And it's at first. With an infield single that they'll be writing about tonight. They just refused to go foul. And Brown uh, waited on it. Wasn't much else the Doc could do either. Because if he had picked it up anyway, it would have been tight at first base. Two and one. Here comes the pitch. The runner breaks. There's a ground ball. Slap toward the hole. The hit sign perfect. And it's Brown second. It's the third. Up with the ball is power. And the Phillies have runners at first and third. That was a weak ground ball, but the hit and run worked perfectly. With a right-handed batter up there, and it's broke for second to drag and suck out Coleman from the play. It's like a football trap. And so it left a tremendous gap between first baseman Myers and second baseman Coleman and rolled lazily to short right field, giving Hamner a ground single and spotting Ennis at third base in scoring position with one man out and Semenik coming up. Yankee lead, top of the fourth. Mighty Ford in the stretch. Throws too close and low. Ball one. Seminick right-handed batter bounced out to short. Second inning. Robin Roberts has begun warming up in the Phil bullpen. Phil's pulling out the stoppers. One or nothing. Ford throws. Seminick swings. Ground ball just inside the line. Goes to the plate. He is out. He touched first base first. Here's the runner caught in first base. And he goes back. Rizzuto fumbled the ball. And the move to third. And Conlon is calling Semenik out on a first to catcher double play. The side is actually retired. So they waited out there in conference. It is a double play, band. Mize tagging the bag, though Semenik didn't think so. Conlon called him out. And the throw to the plate is what we call a 3-3-2 three, three, double play. First baseman getting a put out and an assist. And the runner at the plate, Ennis, retired. No runs. Two hits in a very weird inning. No errors. And one man left on. Three and a half innings. Score Yankees two, fills nothing. Man for the greatest shaving bargain ever offered by a modern Gillette Super Speed Razor set. Believe me, it's the biggest package of shaving comfort and convenience a dollar ever bought. The Gillette Super Speed Razor is an ingeniously designed, superbly made one-piece razor that gives you the best-looking, most refreshing shaves in the book and saves time and fuss as well. In every sense, it's a precision shaving instrument, not a gadget. There's nothing to take apart or put together, nothing to waste your time or try your patience. It changes blades instantly, cleans instantly, and can't jam or clog. Ask for a Gillette Super Speed Razor and enjoy modern shaving comfort and convenience. It comes in a handsome styrene travel case with a Gillette dispenser holding 10 factory sharp Gillette blue blades. Here's a big dollar 75 I do for only a dollar. Uh, that play could bear out further explanation. Uh, the Yankees didn't realize, with the exception of Mize, that he had tagged the bag, though Conlon had already called Semenik out. And then Mize stood to the plate and promptly retired Dell Ennis. That was one of the weirdest innings this series has witnessed. Nobody knew what was up except Mize and Conlon. Now the last of the fourth, DiMaggio facing Constanti, who throws. Strike one call. 
score still two to nothing, and the fans are still buzzing to themselves about that last inning. The Bills have had two grand scoring opportunities, but they're both failed. Yankees leading. Nothing in one. DeMarc swings and misses. Strike two. Sawyer had Roberts getting ready in the Bills bullpen, you see, in case the inning was prolonged. And they got down as far as the pitcher and a possible pinch hitter. Nothing two count to DiMaggio. Substanti pitch too high around the chin, ball one. One, two. Two pumps by the big professor. The kick, the pitch. Swings and misses. Struck him out on a slanting slider. Going away to the right-handed batter. One down. Constanti's second strikeout. He is hurting magnificently, though trailing two to nothing. And of course, young Ford has uh, certainly uh, had the opportunity to see his own defense really come to his rescue. I don't know whether Mize himself realized he tagged the bag, but Conlon pointed it out to the fans. Here's Mize now. Johnny takes low inside, ball one. One ball, no strike. One down and nobody on for the Yankees last of the fourth. They lead two to nothing over the Phillies. And Sandy Set delivers. Too close. Ball two. Eyes free swinging left hander. And he throws right. Big beefy fella. Weighs uh, 240 pounds. Short off. Swing. Line drive. Right field. In there. Base hit. Charging up to it. And it's the field. And Mize is on with his second World Series hit. That's the first hit off Constanti. He had retired nine Yankees in order when he came on with Camacho at second and one out to relieve Miller in the very first inning. Now, the pest, Bobby Brown. Left-handed batter, low inside, ball one. Both of Meiser's singles in this series have been carbon copies. Lofters over the second baseman's head and dipping into short right field. 1-0 count to Bobby Brown. 0 for 1. Stretch pitch. Strike one call. We're having a great opportunity today, Mel and myself and Al, to uh, watch the break of these uh, pitches tossed up there by Constanti. We watch games during the season off at angles usually. And I can tell you, this fella has something on the ball. They may call it what uh, players term junk, but it's very expensive junk. One and one. There's a ball lofted to center, very high. Ashburn backpedaling about six yards, camp center, and hauls it in. Brown flies to center. The ball has been hit up in the air, I think, more often than down in the turf this series. Two men out, and a runner on, and Henry Bauer, who popped out to shortstop Hamner in his first trip. Cutting right-handed. Slow stretch by the pitcher. Constanti throws. Bauer swings. Chopping ground foul. Third base side. Frankie Crosetti picks it up and gives it to the opposing third baseman, Jones. Sawyer, who was a Yankee organization man, tells us that Crosetti might have been the game's greatest second baseman. But they needed a shortstop, and what a shortstop he was. And one of the most banner Yankee errors. Nothing in one count. Pitch to the right-handed batter. Swing. A zipper to third. Jones, throw to second for the force. Final out. Barr bounces into a final out force. The short, uh, third baseman, Jones, to the second baseman, Mike Goliath. And 
time. The Yankees are set down in the fourth without a run. A right field single by Myers. No field errors and one man left. Four innings. Yanks two runs, three hits, no errors. Fills no runs, four hits, one error. For slick, refreshing shaves that look tip-top and feel the same, use Gillette Blue Blades. These finest of razor blades, five for a quarter, have the sharpest, most beautifully finished edges ever honed. Also, they're hard enough to cut glass, so they stay keen for one comfortable shave after another and save you money. When buying Gillette Blue Blades, ask for them in the handy Gillette dispenser that deals the blades out unwrapped, ready for use. It comes in both 10 and 20 blade sizes for the regular price of the blades at all. Ten seconds for station identification. This is the Mutual Broadcasting System. Yankee Stadium, New York. With Mel Allen and Al Helfer, this is Gene Kelly on Gillette's Cavalcade of Sports. The fourth game of the 1950 World Series. The New York Yankees, two. The Phillies, nothing. Mike Oliat leading off, top of the fifth. Facing Whitey Ford, who throws. Strike one call. A curve to the right-handed batter. Goliath flied to left field in his first trip up. He has two World Series hits. Looks at a low curve for ball one. Fellow's a jab swinger. He has a very short stroke in swinging at the ball. One and one. A high curve, ball two. Two and one. Goliath. Then pitcher can Stanley do to be followed by number one batter, Eddie Waitkins. And the 2-1 pitch. Strike two call. He's really cutting those corners, this youngster. And it's amazing. The uh, great poise and self-confidence he's exhibiting out there on the hill today. Earnshaw, the scout for the Phillies, had great praise for this youngster. Even up, 2-2 pitch. Swing him at Stuck him out. Number three for Eddie Ford. He gets Goliath swinging on a lazy curve. Malcolm Satty, listen. Steps in. He bounced out to second base last time. And Jim swings as they move it to right field. It is in there for a base hit. And almost got away from Hank Bauer. He didn't know whether to play it safe or to charge for the shoestring. And the ball kept zipping away to his own left. He's the right fielder, and he managed to trap it, else it would have been curtains for him, for the moment at least. So, uh, Constanti gets a single to right. The pitchers in this series have witnessed Lopat, Reynolds, Rashi, and now Constanti getting hits. That Yankee artillery goes way down to number nine. The uh, young Phil Bat Boy brings out the bright red warm-up sweater for Constanti, uh, who was at first base for the single. Can't say he's not contributing to his own cause. Batter is Eddie Wakeman. Ford throws him. Eddie swings. A line drive for left center field. Moving in under. Woodling makes the catch. Nice play. Constanti jogs back to first. This wind out here is playing havoc with the outfielders. 
I believe that when Bauer on the single by Constanti played it, he was crossed up by it. It's a crosswind type, though primarily it is blowing in from dead left today across the diamond. And that's why Woodling had a bit of difficulty with uh, Wakers' smash to left. Two down. Better Ashburn. Open two, fly ball to left, strikeout swinging on a roundhouse curve. Boy throws. Richie takes high and wide. Ball one. Score two to nothing. New York, both runs in the first inning. And since that time, Constanti has matched the rookie for pitch for pitch. What a series this has been. For the low run. Shallow at third round. Ford in the stretch. Comes to the plate. Swing and a high pop. Back of second base. Bauer moving in. Coleman waves everybody away. Second baseman grabs to put out 30 feet on the grass. Ashburn pops out. Short right to the second baseman, Jerry Coleman. Winds up the fifth for the Phillies. No runs. One hit. The Phil's fifth. No errors by the Yankees. One man, pitcher Constanti, left on. Four and one half innings. New York two. Philadelphia nothing. There has been only one triple play in World Series history. Also, only one home run with the bases loaded. Interestingly enough, both occurred in the same game, giving the fans a lot for their money. Yes, men, and you always get a lot for your money when you ask for Gillette shaving cream, lather, or brushless. These fast-acting beard softeners help you get easier and far better-looking shaves. Also, they contain K34, which gives valuable protection against annoying facial blemishes caused by infectious germs. This amazing antiseptic destroys from 85 to 99% of the bacteria on and beneath outer layers of the skin. Not only that, but it keeps the bacteria count down from one day's shave until the next, affording lasting protection. Get acquainted with Gillette Lather or Gillette Brushless, 30 cents. No other shaving creams contain K34. The Whiz Kids have two runs in. Semenik being replaced by a runner, Mayo. And the pitch is outside for a ball to Mike Goliath. So unless the Phillies continue to come through here in the ninth inning, it would be a heartbreaking error for Ford, who wanted the shutout. The pitch, low outside for a ball. Two balls, no strikes. Fly to left, struck out, foul to first. Mayo on first base, two down, two in, ninth inning, five to two, the score of the delivery. Right in there for a call strike, two and one. Two balls, one strike. The stretch, Mayo with the lead, and the pitch. Swung on a ground ball, hit into the hole between first and second in the left field for a base hit. Up for the ball is Woodling, throws back to Rizzuto, holding it second is Mayo. And now the tying run comes to the plate for the Whiz Kids. And it'll be a pinch hitter. Stan Lopata will bat for Robin Roberts. There's a bit of a conference at the mound as Stengel comes out of the dugout. We pause 10 seconds for station identification. This is the Mutual Broadcasting System.
Dusty Stengel has elected to remove Whitey Ford from the ball game. And we'll have a new pitcher coming on for the Yankees in the top of the ninth inning. And so for the second straight day, a Yankee starter has been relieved. Although Lopat yesterday pitched excellent ball, as did Whitey Ford here. Ford went to the ninth inning with two outs and a potential shutout in his grasp when Woodling dropped the deep liner hit by Sumnick that would have been the third out. It was charged with an error. Two runs scored. And then the follow-up single by Goliath has put the Phillies in position whereby the distance clout could tie it up. And Allie Reynolds is coming in from the bullpen to relieve Whitey Ford, who went eight and two-thirds innings. Allowed seven hits. Walked one man, the very first one he faced, hit a batter in the ninth inning, struck out seven, and actually has not officially allowed any runs. The two runs that the Phillies have scored here in the ninth inning will be classified as unearned. So Allie Reynolds comes on for the second time in the series. And Ford gets a handsy lead. that Allie Reynolds should subdue the Phillies here in the ninth inning. The victory would still go to Ford in which event he may be and this is unofficial, he may be the youngest ever to win a World Series game. Dave Adams whom Pittsburgh fans will recall vividly, among others, won a World Series game for the Pirates against the Tigers in 1909 when he was just 25 years of age. Some of the fans are booing Casey for removing Whitey Ford. And now Casey calls Jim Turner out of the Yankee dugout. He's the Yankees pitching coach to ask him something. And Case then goes back to the mound to say something to Reynolds. So we've had some real excitement here in the ninth inning. The Yankees leading five to nothing. And with their 13th World Championship almost all wrapped up, the Phillies have begun to go to work. Stan Lopata, a six-foot-two, 210-pounder, 25 years of age, from Detroit, Michigan, steps in to bat for Robin Roberts. He had 26 out of 130 on the season. Wasn't too active. He's a big fellow. Runners on first and second. Mayo on second. Goliath on first. Two outs. Ninth inning. The pitch. Strike call. Fastball in there. Letter high. Reynolds. Fastball pitcher. Alley's already achieved one victory in this series. Second. Goliath off first, the stretch. 
Here's the pitch. Lopata swings and misses. Strike two. Man, he threw an aspirin tablet up there that time. Reynolds can throw as hard as anybody in the major leagues. And when he rears back and fires as hard as he can, it's tough to see it. Looks in to get his sign. Two strikes on Lopata. May go off second. Goliath off first. Stretch by Reynolds. Here's the pitch, and it is no strike three. Almost went for it and held up its blow with a curveball. One and two. The crowd started to roar. One and two to count now on Lopata. Gets his sign. Johnny Mayo leads off second. Mike Goliath off first. The stretch. Here's the pitch. Lopana swings and misses. Strike three. And the Yankees are world champions for the 13th time. As Allie Reynolds powered another fastball by him. And the final score, New York 5, Philadelphia 2. And there goes Eddie Sawyer, the manager of the Philadelphia Phillies, from his third base coach's box over toward the Yankee dugout to be among the first to go in to congratulate Casey Stengel and the Yankees on having swept the four games for their 13th World's Championship out of 17 efforts. They have won 17 pennants and 13 times have been returned the victors in the World Series. And for the sixth time, out of those 13 World Championship achievements, have won the series four games to none. And that has been accomplished only nine times overall in the 47-year history of the World Series. So here you are with the totals. The Yankees, five runs, eight hits, two errors. Four men left on. For the Philadelphia Phillies, two runs, seven hits, one error, and seven men left on. Is that check, Gene? And so the World Series now is history. Al Helfer is on hand to give you his brilliant analysis and summary. But before Al comes in, I'm sure he won't mind a word from Gene Kelly. I know that uh, Gene enjoyed broadcasting this World Series as much as you fans enjoyed listening to it. Gene, it was uh, one that got over with in a hurry in the four games. I just wondered what you thought about it. Well, in the first three games, Mel, there's no question that scouting came to the fore. The pitching was magnificent, the fielding was superb, and of course, every time the Phils had a lapse mentally, uh, offensively or defensively, the Yanks didn't fail to take advantage of the opportunity. I'd like to uh, kind of uh, check back on the quote that we uh, gave credit to Tom Ferrick, the ace relief pitcher of the Yankees yesterday. He says, there isn't much difference in these teams personnel-wise. He says there is age-wise, and he doesn't mean graybeards. He means that the experience told, and that today scouting went out the window because Constanti had to come back comparatively quickly. He hadn't gone uh, stretches of distance too frequently this season, and that a youngster, 21 years of age, 
who uh, learned his baseball in the sandlots of Long Island City within shouting distance of this Bronx ballpark, uh, was masterful all the way. Of course, uh, legitimately, as you said, Mel, uh, the two runs shouldn't have scored at all. The Phil Judden just couldn't muster up a batting attack uh, worth their salt. Their pitching, uh, as you'll have to admit, was great for the three games, and that Sawyer, if he had one today, would have had a three-way gamble. He would have uh, had to use Constanti in relief after Miller, come back with Roberts uh, tomorrow, and even if there was a possible victory here in the Sunday ball game, he still would have had to uh, scrape around the bottom of the bag to come up with pitchers that might try something that never has been done in the history of this World Series Autumn Classic, that is, come from behind, three games down. Uh, the Yankees, uh, you might say, Mel, deserve to win, and I think that the Phillies will be the first club to admit it because you saw the old Yankee organization man himself, Skipper Eddie Sawyer, race to the dugout to be the first one to congratulate the Yankees. I want to say this much, Mel. For me, it's the thrill of a lifetime. If I don't live another minute, I have lived for 1950 uh, with a pennant winner of the Phillies and into a World Series Classic that even uh, the most optimistic, except Sawyer himself, felt would occur. It's been a great opportunity for yours truly, working with you, Al Helper, and the rest of the Mutual and Gillette crew, and uh, to see a great ball club fully deserving of its second straight World Championship and uh, its 13th of all time. You can throw the numerology out the window, Mel. Well, thank you ever so much, Gene. It was a great pleasure being able to work with you. And I just wanted to say this. The Yankees have been a team that you can characterize basically as alert opportunists. As Red Roth, Hank Greenberg, and many baseball observers have said, the Yankees are not the old type overpowering Yankees, but they are a type of ball club that will never beat themselves. And whenever you give them any sort of an opening, they're quick to take advantage of it. And so that's the score there as the Yankees go on to uh, win the World's Championship for their second straight year and the 13th time in their glorious history. Eddie Ford was the winning pitcher, Bob Miller the loser, and now here is Al Helper to wind it up in his inimitable fashion. Okay, Al. Well, thank you very much, Mel. Ladies and gentlemen, we saw many impressive things here in the 1950 World Series, but I think the most impressive was to see the entire stands here this afternoon rise and applaud young Whitey Ford as he strolled dejectedly off the mound after having been taken out in the ball game in the top half of the ninth inning. But young Whitey Ford weathered a very stormy top half of the first inning in which he walked leadoff man Wakeness and allowed Jones to double him around the third with one out and then proceeded to close up the frame by striking out Sissler after Bobby Brown had thrown Wakeness out of the plate on Del Ennis' roller to third. The Phillies starting pitcher Bob Miller, though, didn't fare so well with Lady Luck in the first inning. The breaks went against the young right-hander from the very start when leadoff Gene Whitling's grounder to second was booted by Mike Goliath for an error. Rizzuto advanced Gene by grounding out to Jones and then Yogi Berra hammered in the first run of the game and the inning with a line drive single to right field. Pitching carefully to Joe DiMaggio, Miller uncorked a wild throw and Berra raced all the way around to third. DiMaggio then proceeded to double to right to score Berra in a trot from third base. Eddie Sawyer lifted his starter at this point and called upon the dependable Jim Constanti to pitch to Mize and Brown, which he did, to retire the side with two runs on two hits and one Phillies error. From the first inning until the sixth, Constanti had given the Yankees but two hits in pitching four and two-third innings in relief. But his spell over the New Yorkers was broken when Yogi Berra slammed one into the right field stands for a homer to score the Yankees' third run. DiMaggio was put on, hit by the pitch, and after Mize grounded out to move DiMaggio to second, Bobby Brown got him home to score with a triple rammed into right center. Bauer scored Brown with a fly ball to deep right, 
and Coleman ended the inning with a pop-up to Hamner short for three runs on two hits. There was no more scoring then until the top half of the ninth inning when Gene Woodling, with two away, allowed a high fly ball, as Mel and Gene told you, to drop almost untouched, thereby allowing the Phillies to pick up two runs on two hits, and they had two errors. There was that, uh, two um, left off. There was that one error in the frame. So the final totals again for the Phillies, two runs, seven hits, one error. They had seven men left on. Uh, their losing pitcher was Bob Miller. The Yanks, five runs, eight hits, two errors. They had four men left on. And the winning pitcher, and rightly so, was young Whitey Ford. As far as attendance here at the World Series in 1950 is concerned, a total paid attendance of 196,009 were paid. At Philadelphia, 63,406, and here at the Yankee Stadium for two games, 132,603. And one note, probably Whitey Ford at age 21 is the youngest pitcher, probably I say, the youngest pitcher to ever win a World Series game. If memory serves correctly, Babe Adams was about 25 years of age when in 1909 he won the first game of the 1909 World Series while pitching for Pittsburgh against Detroit. That ball game went to Pittsburgh. Many of the old-timers will remember at 4-1. Well, the 47th annual fall baseball classic is now history. This 1950 World Series cannot be remembered as one filled with spectacular action and color, but rather as a series of contests in which the hopes of ambitious youth was eclipsed by veteran savvy, know-how, and professional experience. For almost surely, had the series been decided solely upon the spirit, determination, and willingness, and Philadelphia might well have been able to write a much different story for baseball's record book. However, there are things we shall always think of when recalling play in the 1950 series. We shall always remember the fine pitching performances of Vic Rashi, Jim Constanti, Robin Robertson, and the Reynolds, and the adept catching and handling of these pitchers by Semenica Fulfills and Barra of the Yankees. We shall always remember, too, the fat inside pitch which Robert served to Joe DiMaggio in the 10th inning of the second game, and how that great competitor leaned into that pitch and smashed it into the left center field stand for the home run which gave the Yankees their second straight victory. Nor can we forget the timely hitting and fine defensive play of Yankee second baseman Jerry Coleman. And during the months and years to come, the strategy used by the opposing managers will be discussed over and over again. But one conclusion can be counted. Both Stengel, who astutely handled the world champion Yankees, and Eddie Sawyer, whose pitching staff was severely riddled by the loss of Kurt Simmons and with injuries to Church and Miller, made the moves which most benefited the youthful talent he directed. Another thing we shall remember is how the pitching in the series silenced the bats of the power hitters. And when batters did get a hold of one, that so-called rabbit ball got nowhere. And so it seems that this year's World Series exploded the year-long myth of the lively ball. To pick heroes in this World Series... Well, you might say Joe DiMaggio, Vic Rashi, Ali Reynolds, Jerry Coleman, and Yoki Berra. And all of the fills for that determined fight. Well, fans, that's about it. The story of another World Series goes into the record. But Gillette's cavalcade of sports carries on. Every Friday night, we're on the air coast to coast with a major boxing event of the week. Plan to be at Radio Ringside Friday nights and enjoy the fun. Now, this is Al Helper, who has enjoyed tremendously working with Gene Kelly of Philadelphia and Mel Allen of New York. A couple of fine guys enjoyed it very much. And this is Al Helper, as I said a moment ago, saying smooth sailing, smooth shaving, and good afternoon from your host, the Gillette Safety Razor Company, Mel Allen and Gene Kelly. We wish to thank the sponsor of Man on the Farm, the Quaker Oats Company, makers of full-of-pep feed, for relinquishing their regular time today. Man on the Farm will follow over many of these stations in just a moment. In other areas, the football game of the week will follow immediately. 
This is the Mutual Broadcasting System.